0: Welcome to the Real Life English Podcast, where we help dedicated English learners just like you cultivate the courage, the confidence, and the skills that you need to understand real-life native English, to communicate clearly with people from all around the world, and to make your life an epic global adventure. Now, are you ready to go beyond the classroom and start living your English? Can I get an aww, Yeah. We are very excited to celebrate our 250th podcast episode with you today. For this reason, we've selected a few questions that you, our listeners, have submitted to answer for you.
1: Also, if you don't hear your question here on today's podcast, don't despair, we'll be answering more of them in a special Instagram post. So make sure you check that out at reallife.english as soon as you finish listening to this podcast.
0: Oh yeah, boys and girls, citizens of the world. This is Ethan from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, convenient, and... Satisfying. ...way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to it while you're stuck in traffic, walking your dog pushing the baby carriage or even
1: planning your next holiday
0: oh yeah i'm joined here in the virtual barcelona studio as always by the lovely andrea how's it going andrea
1: i'm great thank you how are you doing today
0: i'm doing pretty well now did you say that because you're planning your next holiday
1: well not really but i mean you know summer's sort of coming to an end and lots of people have been away my sister's coming to visit me this week which is exciting but yeah
0: that I'm, is exciting yeah
1: I'm kind of thinking a little bit about maybe next Christmas, next summer, of course, depending how the world is at that time. So it's kind of on the mind, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's like always on the mind with with COVID, right? (laughs) Missing that opportunity to travel
1: yeah for sure and of course you've just been talking about some plans that you have as well so yeah it's on my mind it's on the brain
0: well we have a very interesting podcast for you guys because we're going to be answering different questions as we mentioned so this will be a very diverse podcast much more than usual but before we get into your guys's questions we have a shout out to a very special listener and app user (laughs)
1: Yes, so today's shout out comes from Hivana and they say, I've been following you first on YouTube, Instagram and podcasts now with this amazing app in the last three months, every day. I should say I'm really satisfied with my English level at the moment and my main goal is to elevate it to become a native English speaker. Thank you again, live long and prosper.
0: Star Trek fan, right? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I just noticed those emojis.
0: Thanks so much, Havana. And if you want us to shout you out, then you can go download the best English app ever, as Havana said, by going to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and searching for Real Life English, or just click the link in the description of this podcast. Now, the great thing about doing that, if you're not already using the app to listen to this podcast, is that you get the full transcripts, vocabulary, and so much more. So you definitely want to check that out so that you can take your learning to the next level with this podcast and if you want us to shout you out just leave us a five-star app review so we can find it all right so before we get into answering your guys' questions we have a special quote
1: So today's quote, actually, the author is unknown, but I thought it was just a really great one. It's a good reminder. And the quote is, if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, but never the goal.
0: Mm. That's definitely a very good one for perseverance, because it always happens that we think that doing something, that achieving some goal or objective will go a certain way. But always there are obstacles. There's always things that we do not expect So it's important to always be flexible to change your plan when things don't go as expected.
1: Exactly. And, you know, it's not about giving up. It's just about maybe changing your strategy, changing your plan, um, because that's not working for you, but not giving up.
0: Exactly. And coming back to the motivation, like why are you trying to achieve this goal? So for your English, having really clear why are you learning English? What's it going to bring you in your life? How will your life be different when you speak English fluently? And really getting that very crystal clear in your mind's eye. And that will also help you to not give up when those obstacles come up and you need to change your plan.
1: Mm. What does mind's eye mean?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So mind's eye is Kind of like how you can close your eyes, or even with your eyes open, you can imagine things in your head, right? So, you can, it's something that's really unique to us as human beings is that in our mind, we can imagine the future. We can imagine what we would like the future to look like. We can imagine what we'd like to be doing for work, who we'd like to be spending time with, where would we like to be spending our vacation or our holidays, and what kind of things we see ourselves having, where will we live. So, these kind of things, I think, if you have that crystal clear in your mind, that tends to help you a lot in being able to actually achieve those things. Because if you come back to that a lot, it gives you the motivation that you need to create those plans to get to those uh, objectives. So using your mind's eye, visualizing can be a very powerful tool. Definitely. All right, so hopefully that's been valuable for you guys. Hopefully if you are having any obstacles in your English learning right now, you can use some of that advice. But for now, let's move on to today's main topic, answering some more questions that you all have sent us. Hey there, Real Lifer. Have you downloaded the Real Life English app yet? On the app, Andrea and I will guide you beyond the classroom to live, learn, and even speak English in the real world. So how do we do this? To start with, you can listen to the Real Life English podcast and Beyond Borders Talk Show, even this very episode, with digital transcripts so that you can follow along and develop your listening fluency. Plus, check dozens of definitions of all the most difficult vocabulary, idioms, phrasal verbs, slang, and so much more that you won't find anywhere else or in any other podcast. And how would you like to develop real life speaking confidence at the touch of a button by speaking with other learners while making friends across cultures? Sounds like a dream, right? Well, now with the real life app, it will be a dream come true. Download the app to listen to our podcast with transcripts and definitions whenever and wherever you want, and speak with people from all around the world. What are you waiting for? Join our global community today by clicking the link in the description of this podcast or by going to www.reallifeglobal.com app. That's A-P-P. Or simply search for the Real Life English app in the Google Play or Apple App Store today and let us guide you beyond the classroom to live and learn and speak English in the real world. Aw yeah! All right. Do you want to do the honors of presenting the first question, Andrea? Sure.
1: So excuse us if we pronounce any of these names incorrectly because they are from social media. So the first (laughs) one is Thayasanthan, I think. And this person is asking, what is the longest word in English?
0: That is a very difficult one. So I'm looking at it here. I have no idea how to say this. Are you going to give it a go.
1: Yeah, I'm going to attempt it because, you know, I I had to look this up when this question came came in. (laughs) And like, I've heard of certain towns or city names that are super long, Mm. but I didn't know. All the
0: Welsh ones, right?
1: Yes, the Welsh (laughs) ones, exactly. Um, I didn't know this word. It's 43 letters. So it is super long. So bear with me, but I'm going to attempt it. Numen ultra microscopic volcano coniosis. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness.
0: It sure is a mouthful.
1: It is a mouthful. I'm
0: going to give it a go as well. Pneumonotramus microscopic psilovolcanoconiosis.
1: Mm, very good. I like the difference there in pronunciation as well. You hear the yeah. different sounds.
0: I'd like to... I, we need to look up the, the proper pronunciation of that definitely after this podcast. Maybe we can even find someone pronouncing that correctly and pop it in like as a sound by tear. Numano wants a microscopic oniosis.
1: For anyone that's interested, this is the name of a lung disease that's a result of inhaling silica dust, such as from a volcano. So I guess that's why the word volcano is in it as well.
0: And you can also see something like silico, I guess that's probably from the silica dust, right?
1: Yes. And obviously anything to do with the lungs, usually pneumo, pneumonia, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that Greek? Yes. But nevmona is the name for lungs, I believe, in Greek.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then you have like the, I think eosis is also like when you see eosis, it's some sort of like Greek root, right?
1: Yeah. And that's like to do with some sort of disease or condition.
0: Right. So they say that... And even some people have to study ancient Greek and ancient Latin, or I don't, I guess you don't say ancient Latin because it's just Latin. Uh, there's no modern day Latin. And a lot of people say that this can help a lot in learning languages such as English, because English has a lot of words that come from those two languages.
1: Mm, It's true. Yeah. There's so many, especially like scientific, medical, astronomy, all those kinds of subjects.
0: Right. And by learning some of the different roots and some of the different, um, what would they be called?
1: Oh, like the pre prefixes or like suffixes the maybe yeah
0: learning those can be really helpful because maybe you'll see a word and you don't know exactly what it is but you'll see like the p-n-e-u-m sort of thing and you're like oh i remember that that has to do with lungs so this word has something to do with lungs
1: exactly and like phobia for example like arachnophobia right. when you see phobia on the end of the word it's to do with some sort of fear
0: exactly that's taking us off definitely down a rabbit hole there. So what's the second question?
1: The second question comes from Zav Diem, and it's, what's the difference between blame and guilty?
0: Mm, This is interesting. They're definitely two words that can be a bit similar, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you are to blame, you might be guilty for something. But what is the difference here?
1: Yeah, so blame can be either a verb or a noun. And the verb is... To feel or declare that someone or something is responsible for a fault or is wrong in a situation.
0: It's like pointing the finger at someone. It's your fault. You're to blame.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like you can say, you're to blame for breaking the dishwasher or something. I don't know why that came (laughs) to mind. Um, but then as a noun, it means responsibility for a, a fault or wrong.
0: So how would you use that?
1: So you could say, I take the blame, like you know, mm. if you want to take responsibility for what what happened, what went wrong.
0: Right. It's a good point. So guilty is an adjective, but we could also have a noun form of that, which would be guilt, right? Mm. Like you you have guilt. That could be a little bit like you ha- if you say I take um I take the blame, or if you have guilt they're pretty similar things, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like maybe you can't cope with the guilt that you (laughs) feel or something as well. So yeah, it's true. It's just that blame is the same as a verb and a noun, whereas guilty is an adjective and guilt is the noun form.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like guilt you might use in a bit more of a formal circumstance. Um, Like you'll hear this a lot in law, right? That you'd say... We'd say that someone's guilty of a crime.
1: Yeah, and also we'd use guilty like more to do with our feelings. Like maybe you feel Mm. guilty about lying to someone, you know, or you feel guilty about doing something wrong. We tend to use this adjective to describe those feelings.
0: Yeah, and you would never say that you feel blame. I suppose.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Blame would have to do more with the responsibility and guilt would have to do with more with the the emotion that you'd be feeling in that case. Yeah. All right. So Hopefully that's feist for, <laughs> to answer that question about the difference. Hopefully that's clear for you guys. So moving on to the next question.
1: Yeah, th- I really love the next question. It's such a great one. And it's from Aya Ayuch. And they ask, what topics can we talk about with people on the app?
0: Yes. So we mentioned the app before That is really great for learning with this podcast because you get the transcript and the vocabulary. But a big problem that a lot of you have told us that you have is not having enough opportunities to speak and to meet people with whom you can actually use your English. So on the app, if you haven't used it yet, at a touch of a button, you get connected to another random person on another part of the world. And so you can learn about other cultures and discover really interesting people and, and learn a lot of things about other parts of the world while also getting to actually put your English to practice. So if you are like me, or I believe also like Andrea, right, we're both introverts, we're both more shy people. And so sometimes in these situations, it can be, it's really important that you speak because you need to get that practice right in another language. But it can be a little bit awkward sometimes to know what should I talk about. And of course, on the app, you get to meet many people and you don't always want to have the same conversations either, because that's not going to help you to grow your English speaking if you're always just talking about the weather or you know, saying, what's your name? What do you do for work? And things like this. So it can be really useful to actually um, do a bit of research and maybe have a list of some different questions that you can ask or different topics that you want to bring up so that you can even practice things that maybe you're not so confident talking about.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's really good preparation. Like you said, you know, if you're an introvert or if you're a bit shy and you need to build your confidence, um, it's good to prepare. And then, you know, sometimes you might repeat certain conversations and questions. And then once you feel comfortable with those, you can then move on to talking about different topics.
0: Mm. Yeah. A lot of very typical questions that you'll probably ask because you'll meet people from different places. Maybe even if you meet someone from your own country, If you're, it can be really interesting just to see what it's like in their part of the country. So, you obviously might want to ask where they're from or what city they live in, what it's like there. You can ask all sorts of different questions there. You know, what's life like in that city? If I went to visit that city, where would you take me? These sort of things, I think, can be really great. And you can end up having a very long conversation. And it's always good, right, to ask other people questions because people love to talk about themselves.
1: Yeah, it's nice to show an interest. And, you know, I find it fascinating as well. I get so excited when I meet someone that's, either from the same place as me, but lives in a different part or is from a completely different country to me. Um, it's just nice to, to find out about where they're from, you know, like even when I do Instagram lives, for example, and everyone is telling me where they're joining from, like, it's so exciting. Um, and the great thing with the app, with the short conversations is that you can learn a little bit about what life might be like there.
0: Yeah. Totally. Something that's really unique about it is that everyone or virtually everyone using the app is also an English learner. So you can have conversations about that. You could ask them how long they've been learning. You could ask what techniques they use, if they have any things that they can recommend you for their learning. Um, And I think that that can be really helpful because you can get ideas of how you can improve your English even more.
1: Yeah, definitely. You can ask them why they started learning English. You know, Maybe they have a different purpose and reason to you, and and that could be quite interesting. Um, And yeah, you can share ideas as well. It's a really great opportunity to do that and a great forum to do that as well, because you're meeting other language learners.
0: Totally. And something final I might recommend here too is that there are these lists of questions that are scientifically proven to lead to growing friendship or to building friendship. So we could actually link a couple of these lists on the show notes so that you can actually just go there and you can, you know, maybe highlight some different ones and use those on the app to talk to people about different interesting things. So um, these can be really great. Like who would you have supper with if you could have, or dinner with, if you could have dinner with anyone alive or dead?
1: Yeah, that's a great one. I love that question. It's always really really difficult to answer and gets you thinking, (laughs) um, you know, maybe you could ask kind of something to do with someone's bucket list, which is a bucket Mm. list is like a list of things that you want to do in your lifetime. Um, so that can be quite a cool thing to ask.
0: Yeah. There's a, another, another example of these is if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want and this leads to a pretty interesting conversation about, you know, is it more important to have a really sharp mind or is it more important to be really physically fit? And this can really, this can really point to, you know, what are the values of people? Do they prefer to read a book or do they prefer to go out and climb a mountain? So mm-hmm. that can lead to really getting to know someone's values and what they like to do in their free time, right?
1: Yeah, that reminds me actually of A speaking exercise that I do in some of my classes, which is like, would you rather? So you ask the question, you know, would you rather this or that? And then that's quite a nice talking point as well.
0: Totally. And that's a a great sentence structure to learn. So we'll link a list of questions that you can use in the show notes, which you'll find linked in the description of this podcast or over at reallifeglobal.com and just go there and click on podcasts. All right. So let's jump into another question.
1: So the next question is from noemi 16 and she's asking, how did you get involved in real life English?
0: Well, it might be interesting for you to answer this, Andrea. Uh, If people are curious how I got involved in real life English, because I'm one of the co-founders, Justin, one of the other co-founders, and I just interviewed him on the Beyond Borders talk show. So you'll find that episode was probably published one or two episodes before this one. So you can just go and find that one and you can hear all about kind of like the, the story of real life English. But Andrea, I'll let you do the honors.
1: Okay. So basically at the end of 2019, I decided to kind of like take a sabbatical from working and stuff. And the idea was kind of to travel. What's a sabbatical? Oh, um, a sabbatical is when you like take time out of work, so it's not necessarily that you're just gonna stop working. It's like a period of time, maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year, where you're taking time out of work to focus on other things. So that's kind of what I decided to do with the idea of traveling a bit and just you know learning new things and and stuff like that away from work which was just so busy and hectic and stuff but then of course covid hit so it kind of (laughs) scuppered our plans um that's quite an interesting word scuppered so it kind of messed up our plans
0: i think that's probably a british word i haven't heard that oh have you
1: not Ah. i thought
0: you had said put a stopper in our plans which would be like another expression i think to mean the same thing like a stopper you put in the bath to prevent the water from going out
1: okay yeah, yeah. So scuppered means um, <laughs> they were messed up. Our plans got messed up, and um, yeah, like just during that period in March, I, I was, I was always looking for different opportunities, and then I found the the job advertisement for for real life english and it looked really interesting and you know i had been teaching for around 10 years but i had never done anything like with youtube or social media and it just sounded so interesting to me and stuff mm. and so I applied for it. And then during that whole period, like, do you remember, Ethan, like yeah. we were, we just started in lockdown and that's like when we first met and like I had my interview and my challenge and all this kind of stuff was going on. So it was really nice in a way because it was a distraction from like the scary things that were happening in the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true. And originally too, the plan was for us to do a lot of the filming together and stuff and then couldn't do that at all so it was also interesting trying to bring you on and introduce you to the community and everything and and not being able to like actually help you in person to start doing the filming and whatnot
1: yeah it's true I, I remember that I think the first time we got together was maybe in the summer when right when things were a bit less crazy and we weren't in lockdown
0: exactly Just a quick interruption to ask you a question. Do you ever feel frustrated when you are listening to a podcast, watching a TV series, or you are in a conversation in English and you do not understand what is said? Wouldn't it be great if there was some way to understand real English without getting lost and without getting bored? Well, now there is. With our real life native immersion course, we will take you on a 41 week real life adventure of the English language. Each week exploring a different topic connected to our goal to help you understand and use your English in the real world. Just imagine understanding your favorite TV series without subtitles or confidently speaking with someone and comprehending everything they say. You can do it and we're here to help. And the best part is you can try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up. That's P-O-D. Or simply click the link in the description of this episode. Great. So uh, moving on to the next question. So be a... Uh, a fun one. Yeah. So
1: this is from someone that's very active on our Instagram. It's Chris Hemsworth, lovely. And she's asking, what's the correct pronunciation of, I would say, Louis Vuitton?
0: Yeah, I would say the same Louis Vuitton. Okay. So it's one of those words that's, we have a lot of French words and brands and stuff in English that we pronounce kind of like French, but I think we, it's its obviously not fully like French, but we take some of those things like, you know, leaving off the last letter, for example. Like it's not saying Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, an American who maybe have never seen this before and wasn't very worldly might say like Louis Vitton or something like that, right?
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Or maybe some people might say Louis Vuitton, like with the UI, ah, they might think it's vui or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Louis is quite... An interesting name, because sometimes even when I see it written, I have to ask someone, how do you pronounce it? Because it can be pronounced as Louis or Louis. Mm-hmm. I think this particular right. spelling is more Louis. And I don't know if you know, but Prince William, his third child, which was a boy, they they named him Louis. Oh, so okay. I think it's become really it's popular now. And it's the same spelling, yeah.
0: I think Louis, you'll see a lot. It's like L-E-W-I-S. I believe, right? Yeah. There's actually uh, the college in the town where I'm from, where I grew up. Uh, I didn't go to this college, but it's called Fort Lewis Ah, and it's spelled that way.
1: L-E-W-I-S. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. This is probably more of like a Latin spelling, right?
0: Exactly. So yeah, if you see a word and it looks like in English, like it's a weird spelling, then like... Louis Vuitton, then it might be that it's like a French word. Like we have, um, there's a lot of these. We did a whole podcast, didn't we, on words that come from other languages in English. And we talked about some different French ones, but you could have like, um, a rendezvous, for example, Mm. is another way to say a, like a get together, right? You could have a rendezvous with someone.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you made a lesson on the Real Life English channel, um, talking about brands and how to pronounce brand names in English, didn't you?
0: Exactly. So, I explained to you like different brands and how to pronounce them and also kind of some different pronunciation things that you can learn. So it also helps you not only with pronouncing the brands, which maybe might not be that practical for you, but also other things that you can apply to your general speaking. So we'll definitely link that in the show notes as well. And I actually thought it was quite funny that this person, uh, that their, is it their Instagram name? Yeah. Is Chris Hemsworth within that. So uh I did another one that was on like difficult names to pronounce uh, and yeah. uh, like celebrity names. And Chris Hemsworth was one of them because that's kind of a Hemsworth is a pretty difficult name in English, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And in British English, we pronounce it differently, obviously, because of that R a sound. Bit, yeah. yeah. So I would say Hemsworth.
0: Hemsworth, which is probably <laughs> more accurate since it's Australian, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So Hopefully that's been helpful for any of you that are fashion lovers. <laughs> Moving on to the next question.
1: The next question is from Massa. Bustani. And they ask, what's the most beautiful place you've ever visited?
0: Well, I feel very fortunate because I've visited many beautiful places, but a place that pops in my mind right now is uh, called Torres del Paine in the south of Chile. It's in, in Patagonia, the Chilean Patagonia. And that is a place where the entire time I was there, actually, Justin and I, with another friend of ours, we did... Uh, like a three-day, I think it was three or four-day backpacking trip there where you're hiking all around and camping and all these things. And the entire time I was there, I was just in awe, like my felt like my my jaw was dropped the entire time because it was <laughs> just like such a spectacularly beautiful place with all these super blue lakes and humongous mountains and, and really spectacular uh, nature and really a place that I highly recommend if anyone ever gets the chance to go down there. It is... Uh, spectacularly beautiful it's just very mind-blowing I've used a lot of different expressions yeah. for this like mind-blowing uh to be in awe is like when your your mouth is like literally open because something is so incredible right yeah and uh jaw dropping which makes your your jaw drop out of out of su- surprise or shock or awe
1: yeah you're just like you know like when you say wow and like your mouth just yeah. stays open you're like oh like just yeah in awe just it's so me. awesome yeah
0: <laughs> I had just like bugs flying in my mouth constantly because I was always in awe.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's somewhere I really want to visit South America. I've never been.
0: Mm, definitely. It's a place that I feel like, well, all of South America, that's a very big place, but um, definitely would like to go back and like maybe go to Argentina and do more time and be able to to see a lot of more there because there's so many beautiful places in that area.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I found this question quite tricky as well because... And there's a lot of places I visited that I think are very beautiful but the one that always comes first in my mind that was just a stunning place is Santorini, which is a Greek island. And it's, it is just really like the most beautiful sunsets. And just because it's like a volcanic island and the way it's, it's laid out. Yeah. It's the same feeling for me. Anytime, like I just looked out from where I was, I was just in awe. And I was like, this place is so incredible. And even Mm. now thinking about, it. Um, I'm just reminded of that.
0: That sounds, yeah, I've never been to Greece, so definitely, definitely oh, want a place go. I want to check out and go island hopping and everything.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's an amazing place for that. If you can see it by boat, like if you can do mm. a trip, like, um, and go island hopping like that. Yeah. It's perfect.
0: It sounds amazing. Have you been on, on Ibiza?
1: I have. Yeah. I, I went, I went once, I think maybe like five years ago.
0: Did you see the sunsets in, I think it's San Antonio. I think it's the the place in the north.
1: Yeah, they're pretty good there as well. Yeah.
0: Is it is it reminiscent of Santorini?
1: Yeah, it probably is. It's just that the, like what's around it is is a little bit different, I guess. Yeah.
0: Because that, that's definitely... Um, One of the most spectacular sunsets I've ever seen. Like, I didn't know like sunsets could have like that much of an explosion of like bright colors and everything. That was like my, one of my first experiences where I just saw like a, yeah, definitely another time where I've been in awe. So that's pretty special. I definitely would probably enjoy that in Santorini. So going in a completely different direction with this next question.
1: (laughs) So this question's from Amir Hussain and he asks, what is guy code and girl
0: code? Ooh. What do you call it? I don't know if it's somewhat old-fashioned.
1: I'm not sure if it is, to be honest. Like, I do still hear it, and I I hear it in some TV series and things like that um, that I watch Mm -hmm. as well still. I think maybe maybe it's a bit more American, um, but... Yeah, I tend to still hear it. And I do think that there is still a code that guys and girls follow.
0: (laughs) So what exactly is this?
1: So it's a code of rules and regulations by which you live your life. So, for example, a guy code could be like, you know... If your friend likes someone, you don't get with that person. Um, mm-hmm. the same for a woman, like girl code is especially used with regards to dating. So for example, a rule is that you can't date your friend's ex. And then, you know, if you do that, then you break the girl code.
0: Mm. <laughs> that makes sense. I think there was even a friends where something like uh Ross kisses Chandler's mom or something like that because he's he's very drunk right yeah and Joey tells him he broke the code he broke the guy code
1: yeah exactly it's like you're breaking your loyalty towards your friends you know that's that's what it's supposed to be it's like a loyalty towards your friends and if you break it you break that
0: code (laughs) right and I've also heard this called the bro code probably if anyone's a fan of how i met your mother the character barney stinson has like a whole a whole book that he calls the bro code that has all these different rules in it that uh basically the same thing about like the guy code about how guys are supposed to treat their friends
1: yeah so people probably have heard it in movies or tv series so now Mm -hmm. you you understand what it means hopefully
0: (laughs) exactly All right. Well, I think we're coming up on time. Maybe we could just do one final one.
1: Okay. So this question comes from Almedin TS, and he asks, where would you like to live in the future?
0: That is a good question. He must know that we're globetrotters, right?
1: (laughs) Yes. What does it mean if you're a globetrotter?
0: It means you like to live all over the place, right? So you're into travel, obviously. So it literally like to trot is like a type of movement, right? So it's like Mm. you're you're traveling from place to place around the globe
1: exactly yeah so what are you thinking ethan where would you like to live
0: a place that i'm currently thinking about like in, in fact like right now i um, thinking about moving somewhere in the near future and a place that i'm considering is to amsterdam in the netherlands
1: mm, beautiful place
0: It is. It's not the best weather, but it's a very beautiful city and very friendly people. And there's always a lot happening there. It's very lively. So I think it would be a a fun place to spend some time.
1: Yeah. And you're still like in Europe. So it's still kind of a good base to have. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, being a teacher, that was one of the real advantages to entering the profession is like, you know, you can go and travel anywhere in the world. And, you know, when I came to Barcelona, we were like, <laughs> oh, we'll go for two years and then see what happens. And it's been eight years and that's it now. But, you know, you're always open to to living in, in different places. A place for me that's always been quite interesting is Asia, um, maybe mm-hmm initially, I like some ideas were like maybe Hong Kong, Shanghai. um, I don't know. Yeah. Like some places in in Asia, just because I did get to experience and travel there a little bit before COVID, but it's not really somewhere that I have traveled so much. So I think it would be amazing to live there and then explore more of that region.
0: Yeah, that is a great idea. My only qualm with uh, Asia, because I did get to live a little bit in Thailand which is a beautiful place but the time zone is so far away from if you're if you know your family or work is um in the western hemisphere I guess technically we're in the Eastern Hemisphere, aren't we? But uh, kind of like being more in the West and everything, the time zone differences are, are quite large. So it's like you have to talk to people, it's like late at night always, and it's like their morning or something like that. So I remember that was always a challenge.
1: Definitely. That's the only thing that maybe, you know, would deter me, would put me off, um, just because we'd be so far away from family and things like that. So like it might be somewhere that you'd go for like a year or two, uh, but you never know, because look uh, what yeah, happens yeah. with Barcelona. Dangerous
0: thinking, right? <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? I'm open to many places, you know?
0: Yeah. I would really love to live in Japan. And mm. probably like the, the main drawback would be the, the time difference. But the food there is absolutely incredible. The people, at least when I went there, I found the people were very friendly and I... I really love, like, the the culture, the Japanese culture. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that was another place on the list. (laughs) It's just a little bit further away as well, but, you know. It is. Yeah.
0: It's on my bucket list, I think, to do, like, a backpacking trip from, like, the very south to the very north of of Japan because I think you have like the islands in the very south which are a bit like warmer and everything and then in the very north you know it would be like very cold and snowy and everything so I think it'd be very cool to see the big differences throughout that country
1: yeah yeah actually Japan is somewhere that I really wanted to travel to next like before we got hit with the pandemic
0: (laughs) post-covid so many plans (laughs) post-covid all right guys well We'll be answering some more questions over on our Instagram at reallife.english. So be sure that you don't miss that because you'll, you get to learn some more things about us, some more things about English that might be problems that you've also had. So you're not going to want to miss out on that. And as always, thanks so much for joining us. And we'll see you next week on the Real Life English podcast. One, two, three. oh yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all the notes like vocabulary, links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com and connect with us and on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Then I have a couple great recommendations for you. First of all, check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV Series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. Second, if you like our podcast, then our Real Life Native Immersion course is perfect for you. It is the next best thing to studying abroad in an English-speaking country. Try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com pod to sign up. Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can do this by sending a link to this podcast to a friend, or by leaving us a five-star review wherever you are listening. We might even shout you out on the podcast. Stay healthy and safe, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Aw yeah!